Podcast Answer Man, episode number 169. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I am, you guessed it, yep, that's right. I'm excited for another weekly installment of answering some of your questions. Today, we're going to talk about podcasting and moving your shows from one media host over to another. What do you do about those folks on iTunes? We're also going to talk a little bit about getting syndicated on radio stations and the fact that you might be able to read reviews in iTunes from people from other countries around the world. I might mention a little bit about Thesis and WordPress and GPL licenses and all that good jazz. And of course, I want to tell you a little bit to start off the show about Ning versus BuddyPress. Now, before I do that, I do want to share with you just a few minutes off the cuff without anything scripted or even in my outline to let you know that I am currently thinking through uh, several things in my business. Um, you, you guys have been following me. <clears throat> many of you have been following me from the beginning of my journey. Uh, so, several of you listening, I, I, a couple hundred of you listening to this, have been listening to me ever since I started podcasting as a hobby back in 2005. Then there are those of you who took a lot of interest when you heard that Cliff left his career and is going to try to do this podcasting thing full time as a career. And you figured, you know, hey, this is either going to be fun to watch a success happen, you know, you know, with my own very eyes. I, you know, you hear about these stories like Sam Walton and all these other people who become millionaires and 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 have the successful life changing event and and they write about it in their memoirs. But to actually, it's like, hey, I might possibly be able to witness this. And you figure, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take notice of this. Of course, you were probably thinking to yourself, well, you know what? And if that doesn't happen, it's always fun to watch a train wreck. And so, uh, regardless, there have been many of you who have been uh, watching with great interest as I took that plunge. And of course, you know, the first year, not so, not so hot as far as you know finances go, and a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, a lot of asking myself, you know, okay, how am I going to make it? How do I do this? You know, how do I build this business? Learning all this process. And then, of course, that second year, at least the second, first half of the second year, doing a lot better, but still a lot of anxiety. And then the second half of the second year, just seeing a couple things click. And then, and then seeing what I think Malcolm Gladwell would say is a tipping point. And I came to this place in October of last year where I was just up against the wall. I, I could not keep up with everything. And I had felt like I was at this place where I was, I was hitting a ceiling in my business. And, 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 and financially, you know, I was making more money than I had ever made in my business. But I, it was still at the place where, you know, I'm still not bringing enough money there that I want to. But I, there's the potential here for so much more. And of course, back then, the answer in October of last year 
was of course to uh, raise my rates, and I went from ninety-five bucks an hour to one hundred and fifty bucks an hour. And of course, I, I told you guys I decided to do that. I figured you know that's going to clear out my schedule and and uh, give me more time to create these digital training video products. And and uh, you know, it, it, long term, it's going to be a good decision to do this. And of course, I raised my rates, and what happened? I pick up like more than twenty clients over the course of a fifteen-day period of time, and. And, uh, and I, and, and it just got crazy. I, I just didn't have time to do those products. And, and so I was making more money cause I had more clients, but I was working around the clock and I, I, I still was hitting the ceiling of what I could do. January of this year, I hired a virtual assistant, was really hesitant to do that. How do I spend money paying somebody else to do something when I still have, you know, all these other personal financial needs and uh, of course, I made that that step of faith, you know, like many other steps of faith, and and and, and it took me leaps and bounds. Uh, it it just propelled me into the future of of some amazing things in my business. So much so that I, you know, I'm again, I'm I'm at the place now where, well, actually, now I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life before. But. With that being said, I find myself uh, able to, you know, if I if I want to, I can work Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And if I didn't want to go anywhere beyond where I am right now, I found that I could actually continue to work in this business and 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 pursue things where, sure, the bills are all getting paid, everything's fairly comfortable. But I'm still not at that place where I'm putting money away for the college fund for the kids, and I'm certainly not back to putting money towards pension or my retirement or anything like that. So I'm still not where I want to be. Some people say, well, gosh, Cliff, when are you ever going to be happy? And sure, I, I, I totally get that. But there's still a level of, of, of financial security that I want to provide for myself and my family that I am finding myself right here, right here against another ceiling. And, and, and so I want to let you know, over the course of the next two months, you're probably going to, and have already heard, you've probably already heard, whether you listen to this podcast or if you also listen to uh, businesstechweekly.com and some other shows that I produce, especially Pursuing a Balanced Life, if you've been following, you've heard, probably heard me throw out a couple ideas, some big, huge, audacious ideas. And I've already gone back on some of those. And it's like, yeah, maybe not that. And then I've thought about some other things. And, and I just want to let you know, over the course of the next two months, I really feel like I'm going to need to make some decisions and decisions that will change things again. I'm not currently looking at raising my rates again at this moment in time, although I do know for a fact that if I was to increase my rates to, let's say, 200 or 225 or even 250 an hour, I would still be able to book as many consulting calls as I book right now. And so you might ask yourself, why don't I do that? And in fact, that's something I'm going to have to continue to ask myself, why don't I do that? But I just don't know that that's what I'm wanting to do at this moment in time. I don't know why I'm hesitant to do that, but the, I mean, I do have some thoughts and theories, but um, I just want to let you know there, there's there's that. I'm thinking of some tweaking and and membership opportunities uh, and, and some, and in fact, it's, this is going to lead me into my Ning uh, versus Buddy Press uh, podcast episode number 50 of Social Media Serenity, which by the way, if you go to socialmediaserenity.com. 
if you've never listened to that podcast that, that podcast before, I encourage you to go to socialmediaserenity.com and go to episode number 50. It's called the title of it is Ning versus Buddy Press. And it's and you'll get a little bit of the behind the scenes, my thinking behind whether or not I'm going to create a an online community using one of those two services and and the reasons why I'm leaning towards one versus the other and and uh and and that's of course going to be the platform that I'm going to use to to carry out this next phase this next thing that I'm I'm possibly going to pursue uh but you know I I haven't made a complete full out decision and so what I'm saying here right now is over the course of the next few weeks over the course of the next uh 2 months I just want to ask you to bear with me because I might bring out some ideas that sound a little crazy, might be different, but you know, hey, it's going to be a fun journey. And if it's not a lot of fun, if it's not a lot of fun, the only thing I can say is that over the next two months, I'll either make some really awesome decisions that my clients in the future are going to benefit from greatly when they ask me, hey, how did you do that? And I tell them, and if I totally fail at one or two or three or five or ten of these projects, then the good news is that it's going to cost me financially right here up front. But in the long run, I'll make it back in being able to help uh, my future consulting clients avoid those mistakes. So I just want to let you know, I, I, I've got some big ideas. I don't, I don't want to go into full details right now, but just be prepared. And of course, if you're not on the mailing list yet, over at podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list, you might want to be on it. So that, that's all I got to say for right now. Okay, so Ning versus BuddyPress. If you're thinking about creating an online social network for your own personal community, definitely go there. Go listen to that. Now, when uh, the next thing we're going to do, though, is we're going to turn over to a voicemail that I got here from Chris and he wants to know about moving your media files from one host over to the other. Hi, Cliff. This is Chris from the Smorg Show podcast, calling from Oswego, Illinois. Um, this, this question is for the Podcast Answer Man show. And uh, I was just referred to your show recently, just in the last week or two, and I've been catching up on a lot of your, lot of your past shows, and I've been really enjoying them. I definitely think I can get a lot out of them, and I probably will use your consulting services in the very near future. But I have an immediate question for you, and I apologize if you've received the same question over and over again. I tried to look through your archives and was not able to find anything like this. Um, I am interested in moving the location of where I've uploaded all of my uh, podcasts. Right now, I am an Apple user, a Mac user. I've got a MobileMe account, and all of my podcasts are posted out there on um, one of the MobileMe directories iTunes is currently set up for the RSS feed to look for the, the shows in that folder, in the MobileMe folder. Uh, for a long, a long story short, I have to move all those files somewhere else, a different directory. How do I update iTunes so that it knows to look for the new location of where the files are? And I'm using a a software program called Podcast Maker to publish the shows. So I don't know if that helps. I know you talk about FeedBurner a lot. That's what I'm using. Um, and then once I do move them, I heard that there may be an issue with people who have subscribed to the show that if they, I'm not sure if they'll 
need to, to make a change or resubscribe once uh, that change happens or if that's transparent to the user. So hopefully that all makes sense. Uh, thank you very much, and I look forward to hearing your answer. And uh, thanks again for all the work that you do. Thanks. Bye. Chris, thank you very much for providing your question for me to discuss and share with the community here at PodcastAnswerMan.com. And uh, got a couple things. First and foremost, I have good news for you. You really don't need to worry about your subscribers at all. In fact, there's going to be no change on the iTunes end of things and the people who are subscribed to your show. So here's the situation, folks. The deal here is that Chris has loaded up and uh, uploaded all of his files for his podcast to MobileMe. My assumption is that now he's got either so many episodes that he's running out of storage space on MobileMe, which I'm assuming that that's not necessarily what's happened due to the fact that, you know, if, if that were, if it were simply that, I would assume that you would just leave the ones you already got on MobileMe there and just find a new place to start um, uploading your new stuff to, or you would even expand your mobile me account. My guess, however, in, and this is just totally me taking a stab in the dark here, but my assumption is that your podcast has gotten enough subscribers now, at least enough for you to worry about losing them in iTunes, uh, that you're starting to see some significant download numbers coming in on those files that are hosted at mobile me. And either those files are starting to download so miserably slow that people are complaining about it, or perhaps you might be running into an issue where maybe the folks over at mobile me are saying hey uh uh-uh, uh this isn't what we this is a storage place this is kind of like backup this this is not a we are not a media hosting service for a podcast my friend you're going to need to move that stuff away and uh, i would imagine since you are looking at taking all of your episodes and moving them somewhere else again i'm just assuming here chris but that's probably what's going on. And my friends, this is this is a big issue. A lot of people start a podcast like this guy I know back in 2005 that started a podcast devoted to the TV show Lost who decided to just throw his first couple episodes up on his own media hosting site where he has his website. And then the next thing you know, episode number three, he puts it online. And about two or three hours later, while he's at work, he's he's getting tons of emails from people saying, hey, your site's completely dead. And it says, you know, you go to the site and it says bandwidth limit exceeded. Please contact bill, contact billing department. Well, that guy was Cliff Ravenscraft. And sure enough, the you know, I didn't think I could get 50 people to listen to a podcast about me talking about Lost. And before I knew it, I had 14,000 subscribers in no time at all. And eventually grew that show to a, an audience of 60,000 people. Now, you take 60,000 people and a 60 megabyte file... Um, that takes up some bandwidth, my friends, and mobile me would not be happy with the, with the bandwidth usage on that. So, okay. So the thing is, is you already understand you need to take the episodes down off of mobile me and you need to place, replace them and put them somewhere else. Well, I'm very thankful to you for including a very important piece of information. You said that you're using podcast maker software to create or to generate your RSS feed for your podcast. My friend, the iTunes store does not have anything stored about your podcast. Okay, technically they could have cached information. But the 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 reality is the iTunes listing is nothing more than just a rebroadcast of your RSS feed, of what they see or at least saw the last time they looked at your RSS feed. 
And so if you change your RSS feed, it changes what's in iTunes in the listing page. Now, as far as those people who found you in iTunes and they subscribe to your podcast, well, they're not subscribed to what iTunes has. They're subscribed to what your RSS feed is. So so if I go into iTunes and I subscribe to your podcast and, and and from that point forward, I'm getting my information. iTunes is getting my information about your podcast, not from iTunes, but directly from your RSS feed, which, by the way, you happen to be creating or generating every time you put a new episode into your podcast maker software. Now, for those of us who use WordPress and you've hired me, this is the same as basically putting an episode online on your WordPress page and FeedBurner making the the podcast compatible feed for you. Instead, what happens here is Chris is using software that he doesn't even need a website if he doesn't want one. He doesn't have to post it anywhere. There's just the software that generates an RSS feed that's podcast compatible. And by golly, he just puts it, it syncs that data. Every time he posts a new episode in the software, it uploads a new XML file or a new RSS file on his website. And of course, that's what iTunes and all the subscribers are getting from him. So Chris, all you need to do is go into your podcast maker software and go back to all your prior episodes and where you told it that your file is located at http colon slash slash you know mobileme.com you know or me.com slash your username slash the name of the file. Well let's just say you move it over to Lipson. Well then it'll be traffic.lipson.com slash your username slash the name of the file. So so basically you just go in and tell the software instead of pointing the RSS feed towards mobile me where that episode was, point it to the new place that you've put it and just update that in your podcast maker software, publish the new RSS feed that it generates for you automatically once you have all that updated. And then everybody who has subscribed to your podcast from that point forward and even your current subscribers will then see that those podcasts are there. Now it is possible. It is possible um, to, uh, actually go in and, um, let me see here. It is possible to go in. I just lost my train of thought because of the chat room again. Uh, but that's not the chat room's fault. It's my fault. Um, anyway, you go in and, and, and you do that and I, that should take care of it. Yep. There we go. There's, there's the Cliff's unpolished approach. Anyway, uh, Rob in the chat room says you could find the XML feed and use and f- find and replace it with a text editor. You could do that, but I will tell you, since you're using Podcast Maker software, it is the way to do it. Um, it actually creates the RSS feed for you. Oh, I've got it back. Okay, it is possible that let's just say I subscribe to your podcast and you have 30 episodes. All right. If you have 30 episodes and I've already downloaded and listened to all 30 episodes and I've since deleted them, it is very possible that if you make changes to all the prior episodes, all the prior 30 episodes, when I actually go to refresh your feed again after you've made the update, it's possible that my iTunes is going to see all of those prior episodes as new episodes. It's a potential problem or it's a potential uh, fact that this might occur it may not as long as you're just updating just the hyperlink. I don't know, uh, but it's not a big deal because 
typically, by default, iTunes will only download the most recent one new episode unless people have changed their settings, which you can do on a podcast-by-podcast basis, or you can change the default settings. But anyway, uh, what I, if I saw that and I would say, oh, he must have done something to his feed. Anyway, I already have the prior 30 episodes. I'm just going to go ahead and delete those and just listen to episode number 31 when he releases it. So anyway, Chris, I hope that helps you. The good news is you don't need to worry about anything. All right, moving along, getting syndicated on radio stations. This is a call that has come in from Pete. Pete, take it away. Hi there, Cliff. This is Pete from the Frequency Cast podcast. And in case you're wondering about the unusual accent, we're over here in the UK. I'm a fairly new listener to Podcast Answer Man, and I'm slowly working my way through the back catalogue. You've got some really great tips there, many of which we've actually already put into practice on our show. So many thanks for that. Um, I thought I'd share with you a quick win that we've had with our podcast. Myself and my co-host Carl both came originally from the world of radio broadcast. And when we put together our podcast, we tend to use a lot of the old radio tricks to get the shows packaged up in a certain way. Off the back of that, we were approached about two years ago by a terrestrial radio station to ask if they could rebroadcast our shows, which obviously we were happy to let them do. We're now actually finding a new audience by making our podcasts available for free syndication, and we're currently on nearly a dozen FM, internet and hospital radio stations over here in the UK. Syndication's worked for us. It may be something that some of your other listeners might want to consider as well. I do have a quick question for you. Now, I know you're not into your stats, but I have to admit, we are. We're a technology podcast, and over here that's quite a competitive market. We're in the tech news category of iTunes, and our ratings tend to really fluctuate. Sometimes we're in the top 15, sometimes we're where we are at the moment, which is down in the 70s. The question is really this, how important is it for us to get a good position in the iTunes rankings for our particular category? We've got lots of five-star reviews and some good feedback, but that doesn't seem to make any difference to our overall rating. If you've got any quick tips on how we could maybe find our way up the charts, perhaps even into the top ten, we would really appreciate any thoughts you've got on that one. That's all from this side of the pond, Cliff. Many thanks, keep up the great work, and looking forward to the next one. All right, Pete, thank you very much. And if you guys want to check out Pete's podcast, it's at frequencycast.co.uk. Anyway, Pete, I have some answers for you. And before we'll talk about the radio station stuff in just a minute, but let me talk about iTunes real briefly. How important it is that you be at the top? Not very. It's extremely important that you are in iTunes. Now, if you are in the top 10 list in a specific topic or category, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to help you out. There's no question about that. Is it someplace that you're going to find yourself magically at the top of the list all the time? Absolutely not, because let me tell you how it works. Number one, uh, it, it's based upon you know the most recent uh, number of new subscribers to your podcast, and this happens to do deal only with people who have subscribed to your podcast using the subscribe button found in iTunes. So you get a if you have if you start directing people saying, hey, if you're going to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to to iTunes and and subscribe there. Um, you know, that that's going to help you out. It's why a lot of brand new podcasts can re- really uh, reach up to the top, you know, 10, 20 or 30 real fast just because they just entered into the category. Now, what got them there to the top when they basically, you know, they're a brand new podcast. They really didn't do a lot of promotion right off the bat. But all of a sudden, boom, they've got a brand new podcast and they find themselves in the top 20 of their category. How did that happen? Well, it's because they actually have good keywords. 
And people are in iTunes all the time searching for keywords, searching for podcasts. You know, people find me because they actually go in and do a search for a podcast on podcasting or something like that and podcast consultant or whatever. And and they find me as a result of that search. And so just naturally what happens is when you're brand new and these things start happening, people start gravitating to that. They see you in there and they say, ah, I'd like that. And they hit subscribe. And because you only have to have like 15 new subscribers and that's immediately going to jump you way up to the top of the list. Seriously. Um, you know, you want to see, I, I don't, I don't know if I could pull this off, but if you want to see podcast answer, man, go to number one in whatever category I'm in. I'm not even sure right now what category I'm in, but I, I know how to do it. I, all I have to do is ask every single one of you, every one of you, please do me a favor. After you listen to this podcast, I want you to go in and delete podcast answer, man, out of your feed completely out of your iTunes, every single one of you. And then um, what you can do is go into iTunes and do a search for Podcast Answer Man. And then once, you, uh, once you're under Podcast Answer Man uh, in, in, in the listing page, go in and click the subscribe button. This will make you a brand new subscriber to Podcast Answer Man, especially if you haven't subscribed to me in the last 30 days. So if you've been here for the last 30 days, so if hundreds of people were to unsubscribe from my feed, go into iTunes and click the subscribe button. By golly, you watch me. I will be number one in whatever whatever main category that I'm in. Now, Daniel in our chat room says, Podcast Answer Man is currently under quote-unquote staff picks. So that's pretty cool stuff, and that certainly gets me a lot of recognition. Uh, So being in a good place, uh, and it says uh, staff picks for podcasting, which is cool. Uh, thank you for that, Daniel. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's it's good to have that stuff, and it's and it's not wrong to aspire for it. But let me tell you, short of getting brand new subscribers, here's another way you you rise to the top of the list. And 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 again, we I'm going to keep talking about rising to the top of the list because you maintaining yourself at the top of the list. Good luck. Um, but I can tell you what it'll take to keep, to keep you there. The next one is you need iTunes reviews uh, and ratings. So people who will go in and you, you definitely want to, you know, while you're in there resubscribing, if you want, I mean, I don't suggest everybody do that. I mean, if you want to, go ahead, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I definitely don't want to ever be seen as quote unquote gaming the system. Um, but I'm just telling you this, you know, getting new subscribers, that's, you know, definitely is going to help you jump up. That's, I think the, one of the biggest new criteria, excuse me, criteria is for getting you up on the list and the algorithm that they have. But anyway, having people write reviews and getting five star reviews, uh, or five star ratings. Now I will tell you, I believe that reviews, getting a written review in combination with a high rating, that is going to move you right up the ranks as well. Very, very, uh, very fast. So here's the situation. What I want to tell you to do is you can ask your audience to leave your review in iTunes. Now, I don't bother with this stuff a whole lot personally. And, and the reason why I don't bother with it a whole lot is because what happens is, you know, you have to keep asking people over and over again and 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 you know people can only leave you a review once and once you've asked somebody to do a review for your show in itunes for 13 weeks in a row and and by golly 13 people have already done it well those 13 people are gonna really be upset with the fact that you continually are going you know asking them over and over again to leave you it's like by golly i'd left you a review uh so anyway that is that is definitely um uh what you should do there 
also, um, you know, the, the the thing is though, being in iTunes, having the right keywords. So here's what I suggest that you do. Um, instead, in, in your feed burner feed, I would suggest instead of just the name of your show, why not add a couple things like podcast answer man? Uh, instead of just put podcast answer man, I think mine says podcast answer man devoted to podcasting and new media. And in my keywords are podcast, podcasting, podcasts, um, you know, consulting equipment, uh, you know, all, all, all kinds of keywords that I hope to be found. And it's really, it's those things that are keeping me around the place that I am now. I will tell you this. If you want to be a featured podcast, you better go get yourself some professional artwork. Now, I have good news. I do actually offer this as my one of my services to my clients. So if you need, if you're having a hard time with Photoshop and all this other stuff and coming up with a creative, really nice looking graphic for your podcast, send me an email, cliff at ravenscraft.org or cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I'll get you a quote on some podcast artwork. And I will tell you that, that it is absolutely mission critical that you have really good artwork especially because most of the people in itunes are going to find you as a result of a search and when they find you as a result of a search your artwork is standing right next to about 30 other people's artwork and the best artwork wins even though they've never listened to your audio it doesn't matter because if you have really cruddy artwork compared to all the other people, they're going to get the listens first. And all they have to do is click on one of those people's uh, iTunes listings. And as soon as they do that, t- dude, they forgot about you in that search result. They've moved on to greener pastures, my friend. So anyway, there we go. All right, let's move along over. Oh, um, no, actually, before we move along. Radio broadcast, uh, syndication out on radio stations. First and foremost, congratulations. And by the way, when Pete sent this in, I sent him some messages back and forth. I wanted to get a little bit more information. And so I said, hey, can you tell me about how you went about this? So here's the email he sent me back. And Pete wrote, hey, back to your question on syndication. The first station came to us. A regular listener who we'd interacted with in the past works on a student radio station in Scotland. He went. Uh, he wanted to do a technology spot in the show and asked if we could use, if he could use an extract from a feature that we had done. It turned into a regular thing, and we mentioned it in our show. We then had two other inquiries right off the back as a result of that show mention. After a little investigation, we worked out that there are quite a few community. Uh, a la PBS or, you know, uh, charity or student-run organizations that have these radio stations and they're desperate for free, regular content that fits their format. We found that we found a few forums discussing radio and started interacting with those communities and offered out our show for free. I'm hardly an expert in approaching radio stations, as I'm sure you've experienced. This is this happened by accident, and we've been able to invest some time and to grow in this area. It's found it it's it has found a few new audience members for us. So basically, um, uh, yeah, that that's exactly. Uh, some good stuff there. I know Father Roderick, uh, my my favorite podcaster and, and one of my best friends, uh, does the break, and he is syndicated out on uh, several Catholic radio stations, and he did the same thing. He 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 started mentioning it in his show that he wanted to make that available, 
and whatever content or contacts were made, and he is now syndicating his show out on 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 terrestrial radio. I think that's a great thing. If that's something that sounds appealing to you, I would certainly check it out. I think they're in the chat room asking about resolution size of podcast artwork. I think these days you should probably be considering getting a six hundred by six hundred um, a six hundred by six hundred version of your artwork. And of course, uh, they're asking, is it, should it be JPEG or PNG? I would suggest that you get both from whoever makes your artwork for you. Um, although I will tell you that it would probably be in your best interest that when you go to publish your RSS feed, uh, that when you have the tag for the artwork, that you use the JPEG version of it. But go ahead and just grab yourself the, the PNG, which is an uncompressed version of that artwork, uh, because it is going to be a much higher quality in that way you can possibly use it in some other areas such as like a cafe press store or some other stuff although cafe press that might be a little small for cafe press but anyway you get the idea all right so anyway um let's talk about our next call actually this is just a comment that came in from a good friend andy lehman who by the way andy actually came into the studio came and visited me here in hebron kentucky Came into GSPN.TV World Headquarters. Of course, he had to uh, leave his gun at the security desk, but uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, Andy, take it away, my friend. Hey, Cliff. It's Andy Lehman from Indiana. Just calling after listening to your latest episode of Podcast Answer Man, where the gentleman called in saying he messed up his review on iTunes. Just a quick thing for you. You can actually see his review in iTunes all you have to do in iTunes at the very bottom, it says that you're in the United States if you're looking at your iTunes. You can switch that to any other state, any other country that you'd like to. So you could actually go and see his review in from Australia. Thanks. Have a great day. Andy, thank you very much. Uh, you know, I, I never thought to do that before. And as soon as Andy said that, I basically went into the iTunes store. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the iTunes store, He's absolutely right, and what you're looking for is a little flag at the very bottom right-hand corner. Of course, that is in the iTunes version, you know, the latest iTunes version as of right now, Thursday, July 22nd, 2010. It's a little tiny circle, and it's got a little American flag, and if I click on that, it then pulls up all the other countries that I could choose from to go browse their stores, and uh, absolutely, you certainly can go in and read other people's reviews in other countries and uh, I did that and uh, it was very cool and by the way I want to say special thanks to those of you in other countries that have been leaving uh, some really cool reviews for podcastanswerman.com I really appreciate it and Andy I really appreciate you calling that in all right so um, this one is my own personal topic I wanted to bring up here real fast and this is about WordPress and thesis. Now, I am not an expert on all of the information that's going on about the debate between the GPL, which is the General Public License. Now, WordPress is an open source software. It's absolutely free, and it is released under a license called GPL. This means that it's generally open to the public. Uh, You can read a lot more about it if you go and do search for a GPL license or if you go to WordPress and look under their license information at wordpress.org, you can read all about it. But basically, the idea here is it says, hey, we don't mind you taking this and building stuff on top of what we do. The only thing we say is that if you build stuff on top of what we do, we ask that you license it using GPL. 
uh, meaning that it's not, you know, it's not just this hammered down, uh, you know, stuff. You, you have to be able to release your code as general public license. Well, there is a guy, his name I think is Chris Pearson. And Chris actually uh, is the person behind the thesis theme, which is a very, very popular theme. In fact, it's one that I recently was won over to. In fact, podcastanswerman.com and virtualassistantpodcast.com both of these podcasts, as they're actually in their current form uh, on Thursday, July 22nd, 2010, are using the thesis theme. And, uh, you know, the, here's a couple things. Number one, I used to actually have an affiliate code with them. And I remember getting tracking information on one person who purchased the thesis theme. And uh, beyond that, some real issues started to happen. Um, they he he went from one affiliate provider over to another, and after that, I never got any affiliate recognition for any of my links, even though I did go and I got all the new links and everything like that. And so, therefore, I, I happen to know at least fifty of my clients have gone and purchased the thesis theme. And not one single penny came into me. So I, you know, I apologize for those of you who purchased it thinking that you were crediting, getting me some credit. And, and certainly that's the case it should have been, but it didn't happen. That didn't bother me because honestly, I'm just glad that people got a theme that I think is very good. It's very customizable and there's a great community out there. Although Matt Mullenweg, who is the creator and founder of WordPress, uh, is very upset with Chris because Chris would refuses to release his themes under the GPL, and um, you know, and of course, I'm not going to go in and I'm not going to tell you this whole entire debate, but uh, I am going to create a link in the show notes to uh, it's uh, mixer mixerg.com, and it's uh, there, there's a, a a podcast interview, an audio interview. It's about an hour in length, and it is Chris Pearson uh, versus. Matt Mullenweg, it is a very good listen. Um, To be honest with you, wasn't crazy about the attitude and 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 some of well, I I hesitate to use the word arrogance because I come off as being arrogant. I think many of many times, but uh, I I wasn't too crazy with the tone. I wasn't too crazy about the tone that Chris Pearson had with Matt Mullenweg. And to be honest with you, there's only one thing that I really don't like about the thesis theme. And it is, it's got profanity written into the actual code that everybody sees. Now, uh, it, it's got this big AWS save button. That's what it says. It says the, the big AWS save button. Uh, and every time you make a change in there, you have to you have to click the button. And of course, what what I do is is I always go in, and he very thankfully he goes in and he allows you to change the text. And of course, uh, for some of my clients, uh, I know a lot of my clients that is like, whoa, that was offensive. And they're very you know they're they're Christian based company or whatever. And I and I just put remember Jesus saves, and I <laughs> put that in there. And or most of the time, I just put don't forget to save. And and so you can go in and, and stuff like that. But anyway, I, you know, I listened to the debate. I don't. I think I think Chris has a point. Uh, I really do think Chris has a point. Uh, but I think, man, the attitude in which he carries out his point is, ugh. you know, just this. I mean, it, the conversation just boiled down. It's like, listen, you know, if you think you've got a case, sue me. And and that that's actually how the conversation ended. 
and I wasn't too happy about it. I've personally decided, you know what? I'm not going to promote thesis using uh, affiliate codes. So if you go to, for example, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, uh, that's where I talk about my blue, you know, my Bluehost hosting account, and it talks about where I talk about hosting your 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 website there and all of this other stuff. It used to actually talk about both Bluehost and Thesis. I took out any reference to Thesis at all in that post because it's a very popular post. I mean, it gets tons and tons of hits on a on a daily basis from people searching on Google. I still like Thesis. Until I find another one. And of course, anytime you go into these themes, I mean, learning a new theme is like learning a new language. It really is. Every, every um, what do you call those coders? Uh, every developer, thank you. Uh, every developer writes their in their own style. No, I mean, obviously, PHP is the, is the computer language, CSS and JavaScript and all this other stuff. But... Uh, you know the, the the thing is 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 that when you go from thesis, I went from Studio Press over to Thesis, and it's night and day difference. And of course, you know I I've been talking to my good friend um, uh, Mitch Cantor uh, from StudioNasVegas.com. Anyway, he's he's suggesting that I take a look at the Woo themes, you know, and and it's like man, I just spent so much time learning uh, Thesis. And by the way, Thesis is still available for sale, and and let's just say. Um, Chris gets sued or whatever the case may be, I don't think that's going to affect anything. I, I mean, it really shouldn't affect me at all. And uh, so I, I personally, I really am still happy with my thesis theme sites. Uh, I will probably continue if I was the, if I needed to create a site uh, anytime within the next you know, 30 to 60 days because of all the other projects I have going on, I'm certainly probably going to create your site using thesis myself. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the fact is, is, is when it comes down to it, I don't care what theme I'm using, as long as I get the output on my site to look, make it look the way it looks. And of course the truth is, is you could really use anything. And as long as you know how to customize some CSS and, and PHP and, and, and all this other stuff, you can really make anything, uh, do whatever you want it to do. And so, yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, I do have one last voicemail, and then I'm going to wrap things up here. And this is actually coming in from Larry. Larry, take it away. Cliff, it's Larry in Louisville, your newest best friend in the bluegrass. I just wanted to call and let you know that uh, the podcast Answer Man has been a a tremendous blessing to me in uh, my podcasting uh, career, which uh, I'm a newbie at. But um, I found you through iTunes, searching on podcasts on podcasting, and that led me to GSPN TV. And I've gone back over the last couple of weeks and just blasted through uh, all of your episodes. I've listened to about 45 or 50 of your episodes in the last couple of weeks. That's one advantage to having show notes is uh so that you can you can see what any given episode is about so you can pick and choose those in the archives that you want to listen to um one thought i had about uh your news about uh, billions of new podcast listeners uh especially in the brick countries 
was uh, uh, it, it made, made me think of uh, Leo from Leoville's comments some months back about how podcasting was dead. And my thought is, why don't you try telling four plus billion people that podcasting is dead who uh, now have the ability to access an iTunes store? As long as American content is made available in those iTunes stores uh, around the world, then uh, we'll, we'll be in good shape. I think podcasting will be around for a long, long time. Um, just again, thanks for all that you do. And uh, I became a Plus member. And as I stated in my uh, question on my registration page, why did I become a Plus member? Um, very simply to show my gratitude for the value of the content that uh, your podcast has provided me over these last couple of weeks and the value of the content it will continue to provide me in the uh, months and years to come. Keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, you're appreciated, and I know I speak for all your listeners. Uh, be blessed. Thanks, Cliff. Bye. All right. Well, I'll tell you, Larry, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, it, it's a blessing to hear your voicemail. And I get so many of your folks is uh, you send me emails saying, hey, I just found you two or three weeks ago. And wow, I thank you so much for all this information. I've listened to 35 episodes in the last week and, and I hear from you and I, I love to get those emails. Continue to send them in. I'm so thankful that, that you find all this valuable information uh, and, and are able to apply it to what you're doing. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't done so already, already, please head over to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. Please get on the mailing list. Like I said, over the next 60 days, I'm going to be announcing some stuff and uh, going to be trying some things out and seeing how things go. Uh, definitely go over to socialmediaserenity.com. Look for episode number 50. That's Ning versus Buddy Press. Definitely want to check that out if you want to even hear a little bit behind the scenes of some things that I've been thinking when it comes to changing some things up for my online community. And uh, of course, I guess if I were to promote any of my products, uh, since I am sponsoring my own podcast here, I would encourage you to check out Evaluating Your Podcast. If you head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products, or if you look over on podcastanswerman.com on the right-hand side, there's a little square image that says Evaluating Your Podcast. Here is where I actually have a two-hour, or it might actually even be two and a half hours. I should probably look that up. But anyway, it's at least two hours. I think it's two and a half uh, of me sharing with you a nearly 100-item checklist of all the things that I evaluate when people hire me to evaluate their podcast for them. Now, of course, people normally pay me $300 to do this. And uh, basically what I do is I go through and show you all the things that I look at and I actually sit down with you and explain to you why all of those things, why am I looking at them? What do they mean? What do they do? And, and every single person who's ever purchased the evaluate your, evaluating your podcast has come to me and says, wow, you need to increase your cost on that. My friends, the only reason I create these things is because I know many of you can't hire me at my current rate of $150 an hour. And so what I've done is I've made it to where you can actually get this information at one third the cost 
of what it would cost to hire me one-on-one. And you can literally go through with this product and evaluate your own podcast. Again, that's at podcastanswerman.com. On the right-hand side, you're just looking for the little square image that says evaluating your podcast. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. Of course, I want to hear your questions for future episodes. Give me a call at 859-795-4067. Again, that's phone number 859-795-4067. If you have a podcast or a radio station you want to broadcast and syndicate my content out to, just send me an email, feedback at gspn.tv. God bless you all. I look forward to working with you in the future. Bye-bye.